On a warm weekend one September, I was anticipating two things, a spontaneous anything can happen visit from someone spiritually struggling, whom I immensely love. And in the middle of this visit, a previously scheduled rafting trip down the Deschutes River in Maupin, Oregon. I determined to let Providence's current take me wherever he would on both journeys. I trust him. What happened on the Deschutes River spiritually paralleled my experience with this soul I love and reminded me once again of a great truth. We'd been rafting for 12 years, and frankly, I expected Saturday's three-hour run to be less than exciting. I was wrong. Saturday's rapids were raging like I have never seen them. Our guide, a skilled long-haired, leathery young man, delivered to us the familiar safety talk that I had heard before every rafting trip. Then I claimed my favorite spot, the right front position, and we were a motley crew. We were composed of two strong men, two inexperienced preteens, and a middle-aged woman with an arm injury who was just along for the ride in the middle of the raft. The water was exceptionally challenging, so as we approached the biggest rapid of the day, our guide pulled over to the bank to park a while and became very solemn, reviewing what he was going to need from each of us in order to successfully pass this monster of a rapid. Oaks Springs was intense. Oaks Springs was intense, but we made it, or so we thought we made it. Just a few feet after the six-foot drop, we were caught in an eddy that began to suck us backwards into this raging rapid. Everyone fought with their oars as hard as they could against the power of the water, and our guide was screaming the whole time his desperate commands. As the water pulled us back toward the waterfall, we turned 180 degrees and began to re-enter it. I can't even explain what it sounded like. The force of the water at the reversal began to essentially eat our raft head first. So being on the front right, I was being sucked down into this furious vortex like quicksand. And it made the conscious decision when I was about waist deep and it was getting deeper and deeper to just let go as opposed to getting stuck in the rocks, because I heard already that there's like one man in Oregon at that time who was known to be able to retrieve bodies out from that raging part where bodies can get stuck in between rocks. So as I let go of all control and I let the physics take me where it would, I was ultimately plunged to the bottom of the river in lightning speed. And that was a whole different kind of loud under from underwater. The force power washed every cavity in my cranium and it ripped off one of my shoes. I waited and waited for oxygen and I opened my eyes under the water and everything was swirling and black. And that's when it hit me. I looked up where I believed to be up. Hard to tell up from down at that point. And I thought rather calmly about my life story with this feeling of sort of looking over an author's shoulder who's writing the story. And I remember thinking, seriously, 
this is the end of my story, God? Amazing. I could see how it would totally make sense. I mean, and I remember thinking that because of the intensity that my life had had in general. I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally see how that would be the ending of the story. That was my first raw shock of mortality that I had ever experienced. My spirit calmly watching with extreme curiosity and this weird objectivity that like, what would be the outcome of my body? One of the men in the raft said after I let go, he made it a point to keep his eye down river the whole time, but had waited so long to see me come up that he thought I was never coming up or that he had somehow missed me. So as I again opened my eyes and looked up from underwater, black began to turn slowly to dark green and dark green to blue and blue to white and then to oxygen. So having been underwater so long, I gasped for it and instead though swallowed gulp after gulp of water mixed with air being pushed and pulled by the current as my life jacket seemed to randomly argue with the force of the water for whether or not I should be above or below it. My ride had just begun. For several hundred feet, I was hurled through raging white water, spinning and being slammed against rocks, knowing at any minute I could be pinned underwater. And I'm still coughing and trying to keep my feet downriver to use them as kind of to kick off rocks pinball style, gasping for air and choking, trying not to hit my head. After the longest, most intense ride of my life, the water began to turn less white, and then I was again able to swim and kicked towards shallower water and eventually landed on a flat rock, stood up and waited for my people. What a symbolic experience of the only white water that in the big, eternal picture really matters in life, like that visiting, struggling young soul back at home that I love. I was about as in control of her situation as I was at the bottom of the Deschutes, but I realized my position and my hopelessness and looked up through the rushing murky waters for the providential white light above to watch with intense interest the potential outcome of my best efforts and God's providence toward the survival of her soul. There would be many more wild rides, both of a physical and spiritual nature in the years that would follow this day that God had allowed me to live. And he will be my strong support until the day I breathe my last. Psalms 124.1 says, If the Lord had not been by our side, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord. We have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Are you drowning, beautiful soul? God throws you a life preserver in Jesus Christ. Grab hold of him for life. He is in control of the entire universe.